Hello there, people of the interwebs. Welcome to the first episode of Memphis Maniacs. That's right, that's M-A-N-E-I-A-X. Yep, it's goofy. This is that type of podcast. Anyway, this podcast is kind of a brainchild between myself, Ed Cabigo, my brother Aaron. Hello. Where we kind of explore our favorite streets, neighborhoods, just different parts of the city. Um... Through the lens of nostalgia, culture, food, and overall community. Pretty much the goal of this podcast is to enlighten people that live in the city about parts of the city they may not know about. And have an honest dialogue about, you know, Memphis and, you know, the fact that we love the city and it has so much to offer. And hopefully people from outside of the city will gain a little bit of insight about <clears throat> how special the city is. So this week... In our inaugural episode, my brother and I discuss our favorite street, Summer Avenue. Welcome to the Memphis Maniacs. Let's get into it. So, Summer Avenue. Um, well, first of all, let's, let's kind of take a step back. So, I'm James Williams, your host and kind of a keeper of this podcast. Uh, just a little background on myself. I'm also on uh, the I Don't Know Man podcast, which is kind of a nerdier version of this, where we really dive deeply into pop culture, nerd comics, etc. Uh, I've been a uh, a resident of Memphis for, I don't know, 20 plus years. Uh, we we kind of moved around when we were younger. Uh, I was actually born in Hawaii, stayed on the West Coast and came to Memphis when, I, probably about the early 90s. So I consider myself a Memphian, uh, even though I wasn't born here. Uh, Aaron, you got anything? Well, uh, not really. Um, <laughs> we both went to school here and... Spent most of our lives here, but that's pretty much what he just said in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, so even when we moved here, uh, we stayed mostly in South Memphis, and I think White Haven area, yeah, White Haven area, South Memphis, um, around the North area, uh, and I think Summer Avenue. That would be called Longview Heights area. Sir, I didn't know that actually, but. I think during our formative years, we moved to Summer Avenue, and that's really kind of why I enjoy uh, that part of the city so much. It's it's not only one of the most diverse streets within the city, but to me, it just holds like a lot of nostalgic factors to it. And so, kind of how this podcast is going to go is we'll go through like our nostalgia, kind of the present, and hopefully the future of certain neighborhoods um, and we'll we'll have different guests on uh right now this episode is really geared towards summer avenue because my brother and i really grew up in that area we're really familiar with it um we'll probably do an episode on white haven at some point 
probably Hickory Hill. Hickory Hill. Um, uh, we have the, some people that live down in Collierville. Yeah, the growth of uh, the Wolf Chase area. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Nutbush, uh, I guess technically Nutbush is not Bush, it's, uh, Summer Avenue. But you we won't you, dive into Nutbush. <laughs> we're leaving Nutbush alone. We're also leaving Broad Avenue alone as well because it's kind of its own separate thing. So, I guess the, the section of Summer Avenue that we're talking about runs from basically, um, I'd Maybe. say, Raleigh LaGrange. Yeah, yeah. All um, the way down to. To Binghampton. To Binghampton. Wait, what? Yeah, Binghampton ends at, uh. At oh, yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Airways. Yeah. At Airways. East Parkway, whatever the hell yeah, you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, That makes sense. Uh, and so that's kind of the, the section of, or the long stretch of Summer Avenue we're going to cover. But again, we're going to start with nostalgia first. So to us, to me in particular, Summer Avenue holds like a lot of nostalgia factors for us. So, uh, so even before we moved out here, we went to uh, Putt-Putt on Sundays or Saturdays, Saturdays. Super Saturdays. Yeah. It was $5. Five bucks. You got like... like Forty ten, tokens, yeah, ten dollars worth of tokens, and maybe a go kart ride or a putt putt ride, a uh, putt putt round of golf, and like popcorn and soda. Yeah, great, great way to spend three hours yeah, as a kid. Shit. So yeah, putt putt definitely is still an institution today. It's the last putt putt in the city, uh, and uh, we're actually probably going to come back to putt putt during the present part of this podcast as well, but. I know when we were living in the South Memphis part of town, uh, I remember those Saturdays traveling down Summer Avenue to get to, cut your phone off, dickhead, traveling to Summer Avenue to get to Puppa was always like you were in another world, at least to us, to me, and, uh, oh, that, no, it was two different expressways to get down here, yeah. so it definitely seemed like a long way. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Popa definitely holds a special place, uh, even from from us as a kid. But I know as a teenager, as a youth with a car, you know, uh, Animax had a huge influence on me. And, and I'm talking about the old school Animax that used to be across from Sonic. Yeah. Uh, I just remember, so I know I got into anime, I don't know, probably when I was like 12, 11. And actually, it's. We'll cover this in the Hickory Hill episode. There's a store called Suncoast that was in the Hickory Ridge Mall that had anime <laughs> that I had no idea. You know, they had hentai, they had all types of shit in there. But I remember seeing the anime section, just really falling in love with anime. And anime, once I discovered Animax, it was like a fucking wave of nerdiness that came. This is probably the nerdiest I've ever been in my life was that time when I was actually buying uh, tapes from Japan. Uh, I'd have to like send a, uh, a money order over to Japan to get dubbed videotapes. And once I figured out or found Animax, Animax actually used to let you rent um, uh, videotapes. And uh, well, yeah, even games. Uh, they would like mod your PlayStation. Yeah, we even got our PlayStation modded yeah. for a special. <laughs> Japanese games. Yep. I think it was what, like fifty bucks. Yeah, it was yeah. fifty bucks just to get that took, done. Took I remember them like a week to do. Ooh, uh, I, <laughs> and maybe 
a month afterwards, a friend of ours learned how to hack it, basically, to where you don't need a mod. Mm-hmm. You basically just ended up just spinning the CD and then turning it on, which was like what a fucking stroke of genius. I don't even know how he thought of it. But anyway, so Animax was really like a huge influence on me. And even when they moved the, to their second location, I was closer to um, Lowe's on Summer Avenue. I still frequented it there. Um, a lot of Gundams. So for for you guys that aren't uh, well versed in nerddom, most of this stuff that I'm talking about is all just uh, just figures that that uh, if you see a robot toys or action figures as he likes to call them. Yeah, I'll touch. Uh, I mean, I was really into Gundams in like eleventh and twelfth grade. Uh, yeah, how he built them. Reading Japanese instructions was beyond me. I think he took meth as a kid or something. So, again, clearly, Animax is one of my biggest uh, nostalgia points for, for Summer Avenue as well. Um, uh, what, what's funny, I brought up cars earlier. So, uh, if you guys remember in the early 2000s, there's a little movie called Fast and Furious that came out. Uh and around that time, I had a black Honda CRX. I thought I was like fucking Paul Walker or whatever. And a lot of you guys that have been in Memphis for a while may may know this: the um, the huge Auto Zone that's on Summer Avenue on Friday and Saturday nights. It used to be like a huge car club that that they would all gather, and sometimes they would have street races uh, on that small stretch of Summer Avenue. And I remember taking my Honda CRX up there and getting fucking like blown out by Toyota Supras. It was only like one time, but uh, that part of it also, uh, again, speaks to the culture of Summer Avenue. I mean, you don't have that stuff now, but back then, there was like a diverse group of people that had different car clubs. I mean, you had low riders, you had trucks. I'm not sure how often they meet up there, but they still meet up there every now and then. They go race at uh, Rivergate now. They've been doing it for maybe 10 years or so. I think I saw an article on Viceland about that, that Rivergate racing. But I just remember summer uh, that AutoZone on Saturday nights was always like a big fucking deal. And I tried to be the cool kid, but again, I had a little piece of shit Honda CRX. So what, what were you doing at that time? You were in like 10th grade at that time. You had no yeah. idea that shit was going on, did you? Yeah, no. Nah, I think you did that like after work or something. Yeah, yeah, so I worked at that Target out in Wolf Chase. By the way, this is going to be like a really personal podcast. Uh, and so everyone that we have on, most of the stories are going to be very personal to them. And kind of what we want to do is just have like some interaction with people that listen to this and uh, there'll probably be an Instagram page as well that kind of has like old buildings and old um, pictures of of your neighborhood so hopefully you know if you guys have old stuff please interact with us on Instagram uh, I'll tag the Instagram page uh, towards the end of this podcast as well but anyway moving on so still with the nostalgia tip you know so- one of my favorite places on uh, Summer Avenue growing up was that movie theater. I think it's called, I know it's called Ajax now, but it's right over there in the cut. Right oh, yeah. Skateland. Yeah. And ponchos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, dude, I remember going to see uh, 
what was it like the twentieth anniversary of Star Wars? I there? don't remember that. You don't remember? remember? I saw Matrix there. I, I did see the first Matrix there. Oh, uh, remember seeing Super Troopers there? Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> like he, uh, the floors were sticky as shit, but uh, always sticky. And then it seemed like the the ceiling was really low there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know know why. Maybe it was a smaller theater or something, <laughs> but if you get there before five for the matinee uh, showings, they give you like a free small popcorn oh, yeah, and yeah. drink. But like they set them all out, so you never know how old they were. Yeah, that was just, I don't know. You know, I've never had popcorn that was stale, but somehow they managed to give you stale popcorn. Oh, no, that was, that was definitely weak old popcorn. Yeah. Anyway, well, that movie theater, not to disparage you now, that movie theater has gotten vastly better. Kevin Duncan actually works there, which is funny. Oh, shit. Shout out to Kevin. Uh, so, <clears throat> obviously, another two other institutions from a nostalgia standpoint is like you know, the old Games Plus, the Big Yellow House. I'm sure everyone remembers the, the, that seeing that building and passing it. You know, you know, we didn't go in there too often because I was always going to Animax. So that that building was really close to uh, Animax as well, but people I forget where we got our games from. But it it, it wasn't really games plus. We probably brought like two games from there, maybe Final Fantasy. Yeah, or I think it was usually either a department store or something like that. But but yeah, so <clears throat> at Games Plus, I mean, a lot of people still remember going to that place. And oh, they still they're still open. Like they still get a. Uh, you can get a 64 there, I think. Yeah. They got Nintendos there. Yeah, I definitely would like to... Maybe in a 3DO. Yeah, I'd like to find a Sega Saturn and play that crisscross game. Uh, I'll smack you. <laughs> um, and so the other thing is uh, Doc Imports. So oh, like, shit. Yeah, Doc oh. Imports was the shit. Uh, especially if you wanted like a pair I got of, a sword and some nunchucks man, still there. You want a, you want a side... You want some Ninja Stars? Man, oh. take your ass to Doc Imports. Oh, they had the best uh, collection of just Kung Fu movies, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I think they had Wu-Tang stuff. And so, to, to us, I mean, it was always these niche uh, subcultures that were always a part of Summer Avenue that kind of made it way more interesting than everything else, any other part of the city that we had been in. So... I think I just hold some fondness due to to all of those niche things or subcultures that, that Summer Avenue had to offer. So, you know, moving forward, even to today, you know, um, today you can definitely see if you drive down there. I mean, you're there. There's a ton of shit to do, and I mentioned food is is like a a huge way to ingrain yourself into the culture into different cultures and in the overall spirit of community and Summer Avenue has like the the best lineup of, of food uh oh definitely within the city. I mean yeah. obviously yes. you got the last ponchos there. Ponchos is still solid. Oh my god. Best cheese dip ever. Yeah. You uh, got the last tacos are solid. Yeah. yeah. Elena's Elena's tacos. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah, Elena's uh Shit, they got the carne asada fries. Yeah, carne asada chips. I, I, I mean, uh, a lot of authentic Mexican, like Guadalapana. Um, the I don't know if it's twenty four hours. Is that food truck twenty four hours? The, uh, the orange one. Uh, the one on uh, 
Perkins in summer. Yeah, I don't know if it's 24 hours, they, but it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, oh no, there are, there's always at least 15, 20 minute wait. And it is damn well worth it. We should probably it. figure out the name of that <laughs> food truck. Food truck? Anyway, it's a big ass orange food truck that's at the uh, corner of Perkins and Summer Avenue. I mean, you can't miss it. It's going to be on your left hand side, real close to that uh, that church, the Berkeley Church. Best tacos in the world. I mean, it's pretty goddamn cheap, too. Um, what else? Uh, Last Shoney's. I mean, if you want to get you a good buffet breakfast on Saturday, uh, Sunday, yeah. you may have to beat the church crowd. We but... used to wear out Shoney's, too. Oh, That's yeah. another nostalgia. We didn't necessarily go to that Shoney's, but just no, Shoney's we, in general. I think that was the only one that did the uh, the breakfast yeah, buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Mrs. Winters was over there. Mrs. Winters was Get over there. Get you a big ass cinnamon roll. Yeah. Oh, so another part of the city, uh, or another part of it. So, so uh, definitely has the best dim sum in the city at Asiana Market. So Asiana Market is over there by the drive-in, which is another point for Summer Avenue. There is no other drive-in in the city. That's the last drive-in. I think in the that's city. more present than anything. Uh, yeah. So I know it existed in the past. Y'all know we never went there. Yeah, never went there. But I mean, it's still. I know they still have the. Uh, they have some. Um, uh, what's the name of that place? Uh, what's the name of place from Twin Peaks? Black Lodge. Black Lodge kind of does their like. Uh, oh uh, yeah, they have tons of just like uh, warp movies. Yeah, or just past movies. No, they. Uh, hell, I think I wouldn't saw. Uh, um, the Last Dragon there once. Oh, we shit. It. Yeah. I think the last movie that I actually saw there was Silent Hill. And I, I don't even... Damn, you hadn't been to... <laughs> it's been a minute. I mean, I hadn't been in a while, but I think the last movie I saw there was uh, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> Went on a date. Of course you did. Hey, man, how else you trying to... Let's not say that. Yeah, just, just leave it alone. So, um... Food-wise, also, uh, just continuing on, uh, there's actually a little-known, or I don't know if it's little-known, but there's a Vietnamese place called Lotus. Um, no, I've never heard of this place. Yeah, Lotus Vietnamese is fire. Uh, their pho, personally, I like Pho Saigon, but their pho is pretty far up there as far as uh, uh, Vietnamese restaurants here in town. But you always pass it. You probably would never know it's there. Uh, is it near Ryu? No, it's near that um, car wash that's a little bit before you get to Mendenhall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Got a yellow sign in right front of Right next to that car dealership. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they've got Vietnamese, Chinese, Mexican. There are actually a couple of uh, Middle Eastern food spots that are hidden behind... Um, uh, plasma donation place. Um, again, it would be really nice if I actually had names, but I just just pulling this stuff off the top of my head. Charlie's Meat Market is back there. It's a damn fine institution. <laughs> butchery. They moved back there. Yeah, that's where they've always been. You're thinking of another place that we went to on Getwell. Yeah, I didn't know Charlie's was back there. Well, yeah. no, point for Sab- Summer Avenue. Um, so yeah, so as far as food, you know, Summer Avenue's pretty much got it on a lot. Oh, I, I can't even, 
I forgot to mention fucking La Micho Hana. La Micho Huacana, excuse me. The uh, Paletas ice cream, Mexican ice cream oh, place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Did you not say that? I did not. Uh, pretty good um, ice cream. Well, it's actually pretty fire ice cream as well. The Paletas are actually coming come in handy when you buy like 10 of them. You forget that you have one laying in the freezer. Uh, I personally like the corn one, which is... Odd to say, but corn is actually pretty goddamn delicious. Oh, no, it's lime all day. No. So, you, you gotta have something that's a, a fruit flavor. It's supposed to be some kind of popsicle flavor. Who likes corn? It's just creamy. Like creamed corn. Great. Anyway. Um, and so, uh, past that, you know, from a... Not even a culture standpoint, but there are also like little... Little adventures that you can go on on Summer Avenue. Uh, there are a ton of antique stores. Um, one that I discovered recently is called A Moment in Time. This is off of Sycamore View. They actually got like a ton of, uh, they call it antiques, but it's really like 80s and 90s stuff. Got a huge comic collection in there as well. But if you're looking for like toys, I found a Chris Benoit DVD there. I bought for three dollars. I didn't even know they. I'm not touching that. <laughs> what? I love Chris Benoit. <laughs> don't Google Chris Benoit if you don't know who that is. But um, yeah, a moment in time. Again, you can spend about forty minutes in there just looking through stuff. And and now they they have more than like uh, '80s and '90s stuff. I mean, they have like old war magazines, uh, old time magazines, uh, a lot of old clothing, a lot of records. Um, Again, you can get lost in that place. And there are actually quite a few antique shops that I haven't even had a chance to visit yet. Uh, I know Jun, Jun Lee is one that's been around forever. I think our great aunt used to take us there. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I, I remember that place now. Mm-hmm. Was, you say Jun Lee, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? But no, <laughs> you, mean, you mean over there at the same area as Ponchos and stuff, too? No, no, no. no, no. It's... It's over down by uh, Highland, Highland and Summer. So that stretch between Highland and uh, uh, I'm trying to think how national. Yeah, actually, yeah. <coughs> I think John Lee is actually right at National. You kind of have to go, you know, where the fire station is. Yeah, kind of have to go back there to get inside. Oh, of it. that area yeah. where there's a. I think there's like a. Scooter shop or that? Yeah, yeah all that stuff. I saw a cup of Vespas. So, Jun Lee is actually, again, an institution from an antique shop standpoint. I mean, I remember seeing an old flamethrower in there. I <laughs> 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 unfortunately did not get it, but... Um, yeah, besides antique shops, I mean, again, there's a, a doghouse... Moving to the present, uh, Doghouse, which is the actual old Games Plus. Yeah, Doghouse is like they have literally the best, easily the best Instagram or Facebook page ever. Because again, all they do is just record the dogs just playing. It's basically like a dog sitting place. Uh, but uh, they they add it's all not these better in Games Plus. I disagree. Their Instagram has brought me much joy. Um, but yeah, dog houses actually. I mean, you can't just walk in there and pet dogs. But again, it's 
it's kind of interesting to see what they did with that building, that house. Um, and as far as like, again, not, not adventures to go into, but I mean, you got a couple gun shops there. If you want to kind of peruse around and exercise your right to bear arms, you know, a friend of ours actually owns a gun shop, uh, Will Bass, uh, what's the name of that fucking gun Accent shop? Accent Guns. Accent Guns, yeah. Um, and they're pretty knowledgeable in there. Now nah, it's a shameless plug, <coughs> but yeah, if, I bought just, a shotgun from there. I bought an AR from there. Uh, actual deals. Redact that. Decent deals. Um, so yeah, and so most of that stuff is just again from the present. You can spend all types of time on that street. Um, and I do know, uh, just looking forward, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a initiative to the Summer Avenue, like better business. Uh, I don't even think it's bureau, but there was a better business group for Summer Avenue to kind of, um, galvanize all of the businesses that are on that street to kind of come to a cohesive agreement to, you know, keep certain things up and bring new businesses in within that street. But I think if you look at, like, the different neighborhoods over there, I mean, you got Nutbush, which has a bad reputation, but, you know, that neighborhood's kind of changing. There's a huge uh, Latino population that 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 stays in that area now um, that's bringing more culture to that street. I mean, you got the affluent neighborhood of like High Point Terrace that touches Summer Avenue. Yeah. Um, uh, High Point area, which is which was at one point in Memphis the best zip code. Yeah, so from an equity standpoint, I mean, I think it still is. From a house equity standpoint, it's probably one of the best zip codes in the city. Uh, and being Hampton, the back end of being Hampton, you know, again, has a bad reputation, but, you know. Oh, Binghamton's on the up and up, sir. Yeah, uh-huh. people people take pride in their neighborhood and that neighborhood. And uh, I know there's, like, a lot of contingency with people, like, a lot of uh, the High Point Terrace people are moving further, further into Binghamton. But, you know, that neighborhood's been there and it's been thriving. Or thriving is not the right word, but it's been there and those people have been trying to uh, keep that neighborhood afloat for as long as I can remember. So that that section kind of touches Summer Avenue and then just, you know, moving, keeping moving down Summer Avenue towards a Sycamore View area. I mean, you got another affluent neighborhood around the Waring area. I mean, those houses are ridiculous over in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, it, it's kind of like a... a an amalgamation of different cultures and different socioeconomic uh, people that, that touch Summer Avenue. And that's probably what makes it so diverse or makes it so interesting is, is you got all of these cultures kind of touching and mingling. And, you know, again, from the, from, from a future standpoint, I guess what I'd like to see is, is, um, you know, maybe a little bit more, uh, I like, more economic growth in being Hampton area. Yeah, um, definitely. So, especially going back towards the East Parkway area, broad area, you know, that, that, that part of Summer Avenue could use a little bit of love. 
Um, and I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna take, but you know, a lot of people over in there. Again, it gets bad raps, but you have good people, good Memphians that live back in that area. Um, obviously, if you, we all know, if you drive on a certain part of Summer Avenue, you're gonna see some unsavory people, some ladies of the night, some some people that enjoy the uh, the heroin. The uh, different drugs of choice, but that you know that 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 kind of his own, yeah, teach his own. However, you you whatever floats your boat, live your life, live your life, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, I like to see that part of Summer Avenue kind of get some some loving, um, and definitely, I think I I kind of like to see like a little bit more of uh, I I don't want to say pedestrian, but you know, it's a lot of traffic on that street, and I guess you can't really enjoy Summer Avenue unless you have a car and you're able to drive to different places. But it'd be nice to, you know, maybe have like a park or something. Maybe not a park. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is it'd be nice to be able to walk and stay around and appreciate Summer Avenue without having to drive long distances because it's a really long street. Um, but if you ever, you know, think about visiting a different part of the neighborhood that you never visited before, <clears throat> you know, think about Summer Avenue and take your time while you're driving down that street. I mean, there are a lot of stores, a lot of things that we left out, a lot of things that I don't even know, a lot of things that I still find. Um, and again, just kind of take your time while you're driving and turn into some places, some some back parking lots that didn't sound right at all but turn into some places that you've never been before you never know what you'll find um so uh aaron got anything else um yeah no not really um riveting (laughs) just a few things that uh, we just might have missed on like why we love Putt Putt so much was uh, video games. It was uh, one of the best arcades in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like we skipped over that part a little bit fast, but uh, uh, we didn't really touch that much on Brian's Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Or Brian's, Brian's Breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah. I think it's overrated. Personally. It's a little overrated, but uh, it's a good place to pop in and. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesus! So grab a sausage, <laughs> get a biscuit, or maybe a bacon, egg, and cheese. No, no. Okay, well, I'm people seem to enjoy it. it though. But you know, to each his own. I think it's hot garbage. But uh, yeah, speaking of which, yeah, there are a couple mm-hmm. other little places. You know, mm-hmm. Howard's Donuts is pretty solid. Yeah, uh, Central over there, which used to be. <laughs> The the old Red Lobster building. Oh, yeah. It used to be a Red Lobster. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for joining us on our first podcast. Uh, again, follow us on Memphis Maniacs on Instagram and Twitter. That is M-E-M-P-H-I-S-M-A-N-E-I-A-X. Thanks, guys.
reject me, reject me from your love when I'm addicted to your touch. No matter what I do, please do not eject me, reject me from your love when I'm addicted to your touch. No matter what I do, please do not eject me, reject me from your love when I'm addicted to your touch. No matter what I do, please do not eject me, reject me from your love when I'm addicted to your touch. Every time I see you, God damn you're looking bad Which makes me wanna see you more than I do Don't depart me and drive me mad Cause then I might go crazy Take off my helmet, wouldn't that be sad? Cause then my head would explode It's gonna go bam, it's gonna go splat I know that I can be a weird ass nigga It ain't my name for nothing But at least you know I tell no lies When I tell you about my loving And at least you know I tell no fibs When I say I need your cuffing No bluffing